Dave's got that. I have an idea. Mm. I'm gonna He's do got it the now. touch. Dun, dun, dun. He's, He's got, got the, the power. power. My butt is so asleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, welcome to episode 11 of the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magar. Joining me today, two guys who, hey, they're bringing cloaks back, baby. They think they're coming back in style. Dan Colonna, Dave Grimma. Hello! It's much too hot for cloaks. (laughs) (laughs) It really is at the time of this recording. We're supposed to be getting 99 degrees this weekend, so... It was like a heat wave. Figure it out, listener, what weekend we're talking about, because... (laughs) I don't want to think about it. Well, you know who was not affected by the heat? The main character in Hyper Light Drifter, because he wore that cloak. Yeah. And he was all comfortable with his swinging his little light sword, which is our topic of the show today. Uh, but before we get there, we kind of go around the horn, what people are taking in, various medias. Who do I want to hear from first? Dave, you're looking cute today. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, in terms of, well, let's see, let's see. I've been on vacation this week, so I've actually had a lot more time to... Uh, to spend with the kids and stuff. We were actually just kids. grocery shopping the other day. And this is uh, something that I wanted to bring up because I thought it was hilarious. Was we, we were actually in the bread aisle. And she picks up a loaf of bread, as you would in the bread aisle. She, and she's like, assuming. Natalie. Natalie. You know and then she's like, she's like, oh, I've been looking for this my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Guy, like, in the next aisle just loses it. <laughs> Well, bread is important. Life. Could you imagine yeah. having a lifelong adventure just come to an end when you're like, already like four? I, that's <laughs> it. You know, it's all, this is it. It's all it's everything I've been waiting you've for. You've reached the summit. It's all downhill she, from here. One could say that she raised to her own, you know. Stop, stop you saying raised because it's stop, bread. Stop, mm-hmm. stop, stop talking. Get it? I'm really coming in between the We got, the we got it. It's, got been it. it's been laid on like should a layer. should be leaven that joke alone. Oh, oh. <laughs> this, is, this is starting off wonderfully. Yeah, we're right, just loafing so around. Bread, you've been involved in bread and children's like, acknowledgement of bread yeah, and the other fun that, things. And there. really, I I just been di- finally. I'm way late to the show, but whatever. I just started watching Game of Thrones and through season one. You know, it's pacing all right. It seems like the first half of each season seems to be. A little slow. I bet. Bet all the action happens in the second half of each season. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get real for like two seconds. Okay. I'm just gonna say. Television. It's been going on for a while. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Top three, of all time. So you're talking better than How I Met Your Mother, like. Yes, <laughs> I am better than. That was a head tongue and cheek. Have serious. <laughs> Better than Dumpster Fire. Better than, all those shows. wait, series one, better than season one of Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, definitely. I only like season one of Walking Dead. It's good, season one of Walking Dead. The other it's seasons the beginning. can go take a hike. It's how I feel like seasons two and three of The Office. Ah. Uh, I actually never no. watched The Office, but it's uh. good that you're watching the show that I am still reluctant to watch. So maybe, just like every other thing you guys love, I'll be the one left out or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say yeah. I'll get to it, and then three. Years. Those are the, I, those are the two options. You can either be left out or not. Yeah, I need. It's, it's I know how to give myself room. <laughs> well, but do you know like anything that's coming? Me? Yeah, well, I know some yeah. things that are coming. 
I mean, how can I not? Avoid. How can yeah. I not know that the red wedding is going to be very bloody? You know. Well, do you know what happens? Then? I know people die, right? But you know, but who? I don't know. I don't know who's involved <laughs> in the wedding. I don't know who okay. dies. So all those things are up in the air for me. Right, I'm so like we're we're speculating right Jen and I because we're watching it together we're speculating who's gonna kill Joffrey, you Got know. It. So every ep- after after each episode we're like, how is Joffrey gonna die and who's gonna be the one who kills him? Uh, you know what? You don't even like your <laughs> full hate on Joffrey isn't even like at height powers yet. It gets a lot worse. Yeah, but I, he I gets even replaced by someone who's possibly even worse than he is. Ooh. But I won't even. Uh, I know actually point. more than I should about the show because I've watched one episode of season one, the half of the second episode guys, of season one. You guys one. are killing me. And then I watched Literally most of like... season six. I watched most. I know exactly who you're talking about because I've watched most of season six. Well, that's good. So you missed season five when he was the worst person in the history. Of I don't think so because I saw some of the stuff. Hey, I heard. Hey, anyway. anyway. So, Dan, what are you consuming? Oh, my God. I, all right. So, I've been playing Chrono Trigger. Um, you Good. Know, I got through some roadblocks. <laughs> yeah. I know you guys, we've discussed them. Yeah. And they You were, were like, where do I go? They were ill-received because you guys have this game built into your DNA at this point. And I'm like, Well, uh, break it up. It was Zeal. You were confused so about where to go. I got to Zeal, which yeah. is a floating island in the game for those of you who are like me and just learned about it yeah well and you did you already knew that zeal was a floating island in the sky because i created recreated zeal in our minecraft you, server you oh start, so long ago you, you started oh my with god yeah and with then it got cut. wiped out yeah that was amazing that we, was pretty good we did anyway. that anyway zeal is a floating city it's awesome it's cool but the game kind of drops you there after a big boss fight so i felt like that i was like where do i go i was supposed That's the to nature be fighting. time travel baby i guess so I that was weird but i got through it got through it Mm. And then so you now know the true identity of Janice. No, Mark, no. I didn't get that far yet because I figured out what to do to get through the door, and then I had to stop. Oh, like, so you're not session. even past it yet? Yeah. No, I don't uh. know who Janice is yet, but now I know to look even harder, at Janice. Well, now I feel stupid. No, don't because I actually am surprised you haven't figured it out yet. Janice, the kid. Yeah, the kid. All right, don't stop. Yeah, that, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil. If it's going to be an aha moment, I don't want to. All right. Well, I, yeah, I'm totally. He's just an annoying kid in the future or past. Yeah. The fun thing about Chrono Trigger is like one of those. One of those like, um, oh god, what is that YouTube channel? Uh, the Game Theorist. Uh-huh. Oh, does, but, great guy. Matt but Pat. that's just a game theory. That guy. That's just a game. I like theory. that guy's voice a lot. Uh, Matt. He's great. Matt I love Pack or something like that. Is that his name? Yeah, and he has this great one on Chrono Trigger. You should definitely watch okay. it when you're done with that. When I beat it. When you beat it. Got it. All right. Okay. Well, that's that. I also got Monster Hunter for Generations DS. I Whatever. love these games. They're like Dark Souls. It's like you have like a big monster and you just, yeah, hunt it. <laughs> you got these monsters and you got to hunt them. Yeah. It, it's it's like Pokemon boss battles. Except you kill them. You can capture yeah. them if you want, but they you don't know what happens to them after you capture them anyway, so it's not good. Can you, tra- probably can you train them to fight for you? You can train these little cats. They're called palicos, and they all make cat puns. And mm. that's... This game like, is very weird. I'm attacking meow. Yeah. Like, let's <laughs> go get a meow. And they say like during battles, cat. and it's it's a perfect hit or something like that. It's uh, <laughs> they, really, they really don't try to not make it cheesy, so they just go full hog cheesy. So I just like these uh-huh. games. Uh, they're hard, but they're also, like, cool to look at. The armor is awesome. Who knows? It feels very grindy. I think... 
Skybound. Not Skybound. What is that? Skynet. That's the thing in Terminator. No, not that... Skynet. Oh. The one that's coming out for Xbox by Platinum. Skybound? No. Earthbound. Not Earthbound. If it's called Skybound, wouldn't you be upset? Sky. <laughs> oh, wait. I got to look up this game. It's the one. It's that big exclusive. Oh, Sitsuna. No. I, Stop. Did... It's supposed to be like Monster Hunter. Sky. Xbox. Uh, this uh-huh. is bad. Yeah, it's gonna go. Whatever that, whatever that platinum game. A is, game with a sky. Xbox. Skybound. Is this Skybound? No. This is riveting. Skybound's a studio. Anyway. Oh, it's a, there's a game coming out, and it's like it. Yes, Got for it. Xbox. Okay. It's supposed to be a big exclusive for them, but I don't I'll, think it looks very good. Anyway. I'll look into it. Well, that's what's going on. All right, that's fine. So, what are you? Uh, what have you been doing with yourself? Uh, my time, and I told you guys last week, I, I platinumed Dark Souls 3. Yeah, you platinumed every game. I The circle is complete. I can't believe you. Go on. It. I'm sorry. I'm really excited about it. Well, what Dan is referring to as I get on my high horse, I have platinumed Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, and Salt and Sanctuary, which is like the 2D Dark Souls. So I know some stuff about this. <laughs> um, and you have and you have like all of the adult things well, going for you as well. I, I actually just I had it. a little bit I had a little bit of a revelation. Hit me. This, this hit me. I'll sip my wine while you tell us. So the tr- to get all the trophies for this was you had to play through the game three times, which is fine. Uh, because especially once you get past like your first playthrough and you're not like really trying to get every single item, you can kind of fly through the game. You can just kind of run past levels and just like get to the boss or even sometimes the boss is kind of accessible in the beginning a lot of them are optional dark souls 3 was very much more linear than the others so it wasn't hard but there was massive amounts of grinding for like covenant items so i looked at like my game like timer i got to the end of my third play through at 68 hours and then by the time i finished grinding for the items it was 81 wow so doing the math quite a bit of hours of grinding and it really just kind of made me have a moment i was like this is really pointless mm-hmm. why am i doing this to wait myself? in like, general video games trophies or yeah oh and I, and especially now like pulling back the curtain like when we're recording this podcast my child my first child is due next thursday huh i don't know when it's going to show up it's any time now <laughs> wait next I like to- oh, wow yeah, I like to equip it. It's like you're sitting on a time bomb, but you can't see the clock. Uh-huh. So it's like it could go off at any moment. But I realized my gaming time ability will diminish. Mm-hmm. So I really, really think, like, I have to stop. If there's if it's not fun anymore, don't play it. That's been Dave Grimma's rule his entire life. Right. And I need to really take that to harness, which, case in point, the next game I was playing a little bit was um, uh, Shadow Complex. They were re-released. I don't know. Has anyone ever played I that? actually, I've played only it. heard the title. I've never seen anything about it. It was one of those games. It was like an early Xbox, like arcade title. And this was like 2009, 10. I don't know the exact year it came out. But it was like when indies on like consoles were getting big. It's like, oh, look at all these cool things. Mm. And it's like basically like a 2.5D Metroidvania. And I always heard good things about it. Mm-hmm. Like it was one of those like great indie titles. So I, I started playing that, and I totally get why it's good, but I don't know. I was kind of like, eh, this isn't great. So I stopped playing it, my, and I felt my I god, like, okay, my god. I know it was. It's big for me. It's a big accomplishment. So I really think going forward, I'm gonna really like. If I don't love the game, I'm gonna stop playing it. 
Awesome. And that that's where I'm at as a person. However, I do, about I do find I do find <laughs> that um, it's easy to equate not succeeding as not having fun. Mm. Sometimes the difficulty of the game confuses itself with the enjoyment of it. So, just that's yeah. what I like to think about too. I don't like to get discouraged and stop. That's been actually my problem personally. That's why I stopped playing games. I've noticed. I, I get, noticed. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> tr- trying to Wah, be. The, uh, it got hurt. It got hard. <laughs> no, what is it? It's online. You got to get, get good. Yeah, get good. No, it's like good, good. It's I don't even know how to pronounce. Get it. good or get wrecked. Bum. Story of our lives. Anyway, all right. So that's what we're doing right now. Dan Colonna, twenty sixteen. Trans- twenty sixteen. He's voting. Uh-huh. Uh, transitioning to our main topic, Hyper Light Drifter, a game that is kind of tricky. Yeah, definitely tricky. Um, <laughs> whose game was this? I don't even know. Dave. It was mine. I was Dave. the one who selected this game. I know it was Dave because Dave and I had like a barter to see who would get to choose it. All right. So this very highly coveted game. Oh yeah. Let's start getting into it. Um, Dan, any official write up? For this game. Oh, I didn't pull it up. <laughs> so that's your job. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you had do one it. job. Yeah, you had well, one job. Talk amongst yourselves. Why don't, Dave, why don't we start with how it feels to play this game, and then we'll head back around. To hey, we'll see how accurate my description is against the correct, the, the correct one. Okay, that's a great right, idea. So and it saves me. Hyperlight Drifter is a game that, in the vein of like older SNES games there's not a lot of like almost as if you're still trying to save some memory on the cartridge there's it's a little sparse when it comes to dialogue and whatnot Mm. there's actually no dialogue in this game all the exposition exposition is told through imagery and your actual gameplay um you Mm. go around it's uh, a little of a hack it's it's not really a hack and slash because there is you can't just button mash to fight this game yet you're equipped with a sword and a gun and you just have to learn enemy uh, mechanics to succeed through fights. And kind of, you have a map and you have to kind of just figure out your way through to advance the story. That's pretty much the game. Would it, would it be fair to compare, I haven't played a lot of Zelda games, but is it like Zelda? Absolutely. Um, okay. I've heard that a lot. And people will say it's really like um, inspired by Zelda. I don't really agree. Well, so to, to you know, I mean, like, I don't feel like. I mean, there is that sense of you're going here to almost as if we're getting like the Triforce pieces. Like, if you right. equate those triangles to the Triforce pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you could do them in any order you want. Yeah, no. you can do no. the pieces in any order you want, but you can't do the areas in any order you want. Yes, you can. I in this game, you have to do think- south last. Okay, yeah, there, okay, there, there okay. are arrows preventing you from going. Uh, you yeah. have to do. Oh, preventing you know, because I did south last, but it was yeah. just very yeah. cut. Oh, well, before we even got to that. Uh, so, should I now? I have this. In yeah. Your... So that was what we thought of it. Mm-hmm. Like, what is what does the developer actually think of it? Hyperlight Drifter. Explore a beautiful, vast, and ruined world riddled with dangers and lost technologies. So every adventure game. Um, that's, that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, but accurate I mean, not every game broad. has runes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fifty percent of anyway. Yeah. It's popularly tagged for pixel graphics, great soundtrack, adventure, and indie, and it was very positively accepted. Mm. We should the... actually like break down. Is it? It's because there's overwhelmingly very. Yeah, so we've got very, we we've very we should, positive. Like, look up what is the distinction between those. I'm two. sure very, overwhelmingly like, is like 70, very. I would think overwhelmingly would be in the ninety percentile. Yeah. 
We should like yeah. find the person. Overwhelmingly yeah. positive probably has something to do with the amount of reviews too. Mm. Mm. Anyway, I That's don't know. We can figure that out. I'll look that up next okay. time. That's right. a decent write-up. Cool. So yeah. Um, but going back to like comparing it, um, yeah. There was two games that you know. It's actually funny. It's like two games jumped out to me immediately about in terms of like feel, and totally are not like Zelda. The two games that popped out to me. Fez? Yeah, totally. Like, Dan, you played. I, it's totally like Fez. Go on. Yeah, and that idea is just very obtuse. You're in this very foreign world, and you're really kind of trying to figure it out. Mm. The other one, I think, Dave, you played it. Old Cut, The Dig. The Dig? LucasArts. LucasArts The Dig, you th- thought it was like? Yeah. And that idea is, <sighs> again, you're in this alien world where you're trying to figure things out, mm. and nothing's really explained to you. Like, I feel like this is kind of like we were talking about Dark Souls earlier. Like, this game tries to do that thing. It harkens back, and it's hard for especially kids who were like 12, 13, 14 today. Mm. There was a time before the internet when we played mm. video games. And we would be on the schoolyard being like, oh, you're playing this? Do you know if you go in this corner you, and you do this, this happens? And you're like, what? Absolutely. And, and there was a lot of hearsay. A lot of it was not true. But it was this kind of idea where, like, the game was a very mysterious thing, and you're yeah. trying to wade your way through it. That's kind of been lost now with walkthroughs and stuff like that. But this game had a big, for me, big check mark where it's like there is a very mysterious element to everything about this game, and you're not, you're just kind of wading your way through it. Yeah, that's how I felt. I, I felt that way too. I felt, first of all, just to say what games I was was most reminded of was most reminded of while playing it. Zelda was at the top of my list, personally. Mm. Fez was a close second, but not because of... Uh, it was just the songs, the music, the graphics. Mm. The use of squares as indicators for where to go. When you walk up to a door that you need to unlock with a certain amount of items, it lights up, showing you how many of the items you have versus how many you need. All that was there. If you told me that this was made by uh, Phil Fish... You know, the guy who made yeah, Fez. Yeah, I would have been, totally been like, yeah, totally. It's the same graphics. It's the same sound. It's a different mechanic, but this is that guy's style for sure. Did so, he still quit the internet? Is he still uh, I, I, He's been under a rock somewhere. I'm sure he's totally happy there, too. I don't hate the... Don't I like him. on, Phil. I like, like him. you. I like, mm. I like you, Phil. I just... I saw come, we come, back to, <laughs> come, come back, back to us. Come back to us. <laughs> I appreciate you. But yeah, that, Zelda, and um, a little... Bit Devil May Cry, but the uh, first one, I the first it. one, the best one. Yeah, mm. exactly. Well, see, some people would say the that. game that I really thought reminded me of is and stylistically very different, but I felt like game mechanic wise very similar was Bloodborne. Oh well, because you're going through areas, because yeah. you're going through areas, you don't really know where you're going most of the time. The mm. the dodge mechanic is huge. You have a stamina yes. bar, and that's basically what really prevents you from just wailing on things, right? Mm-hmm. And I just felt like that's what it really—that's re- what it really reminded me of. I mean, I know there's, there's you don't have that whole soul um, upgrade upgrade mechanic, and and and, I, and that's my least favorite part of the Souls games because that's what introduces all of the. Uh, but that's what introduces grinding. all the grinding, right? Well. You're talking to the, the experts. I know you are. You're like, it's not grinding <laughs> when you don't die. <laughs> well, no. It's just you got to know what you're going to do, what weapons you want, yeah. and then it's not grinding because then you're just putting all your points there. But anyway. Uh, no, I totally could see that. 
But so before we kind of get to like the story mm. story things, what did we think about like so it's basically I guess we call it like a top down action RPG, mm-hmm. very like Zelda one, yeah. Or rather, the, Zelda. if any Zelda, it's definitely the the very first Zelda is the one that I would yeah. So do we think in terms of like let's just say like before we get to like the story of it, like do we think it was fun to play? Fun to play. Uh, if I could start, I love this game. I'm just going to I love playing this game. I love the challenges it gives me. I like how my fault it is every time I die. I hate how I have to swallow that pill sometimes because some of the enemies just be like, what? How am I supposed to dodge that? How did I know? Whatever. It's got all those things that you see in a video game. And I get mad at Dark Souls sometimes. I know it's my fault. You would be the first. I know it's my fault, but I also, I look at it, I'm like, come on. I'm that guy's foot. I'm the size of his foot. How am I supposed to fight him? This game's got some of that, but you're like, I'm going to fight that thing, and I know I can beat it. Mm. And I loved it. So it was fun mm. for me. I'm just going to, before fun. I go on a rant about why I love it, that's why I love it. It's fun. Do you concur, Dave? I mean, I thought it was pretty good. I love the atmosphere of the game, like, because I love, like, I love the remnants of, like, the titans, the cannons, like, of of what may have come before, mm-hmm. you know, and that stuff throughout the world. I thought that was awesome. Um, it's a lot about exploration, and sometimes I was just like, where do I go? <laughs> yeah. On that Where point. do I go? <laughs> And I, that was a huge right. frustration for me because the map does that thing where... You're always at the center works. of the big square. It kind of works. Yeah, the map's like, like you you're can... in that area. Figure it out. Exactly. Like So you don't know where you entered in that area. So right. when you're in that area, to punch you in the center of the map. Oh, yeah. But you don't know where you're heading, where exactly, and the even the way the map is structured. Mm-hmm. When you're on... There's multiple layers. There's like yeah. an underground and there's the top ground. When you're on the top ground, it's almost like someone has an aerial view and drew it. Mm-hmm. Which is like, you know, a, it's like a, a real map. map. But especially like the west side where there's trees. Yeah. Oh, you can't... There's tree coverage. So you can't really see a lot of the pathways. Yeah. And there were just so had to, like, many It was times. just trial to figure out where these secret things were. And that... Yeah. And, and I, see, speaking of those secret things, like, how many keys did you find? Like, the, like when you touch the monolith and that guy shows up and like... Well, well, we'll pause on like okay. the, the monolith guy because that's like a whole thing. But I didn't, I didn't, I found like three or four monoliths, found, but like I never opened any of those locked doors. Yeah, I only ever found that twice. I was like, oh, and then like it was like it wasn't until my third zone that I found one of them, and I was like, mm. oh, there's like a lot of these. There's like a lot. I, of mi- yeah. I missed a lot. <laughs> I was like, I yeah, found, I found a like, ton of those. I, I might well, have they have the game those yet. little. They have the little icons right. like mm-hmm. near the ground Boxes. where there's like there's something here. If there's mm-hmm. a box on the floor. There's some you should yeah. walk or yeah. I ignored that something. for a long something. time. Yeah, and that <laughs> that kind of gets into like the big things of like there's nothing really given to you. It's a lot of figuring stuff out. But before right. we really kind of get into like the story of it, uh, so you have your sword. You're slashing through stuff. Uh, guns. Mm. Yeah. Anybody have a go-to? Shotgun. Once I got the laser, that was my thing. I was all about the laser. I knew it. I called Why? it. <laughs> um, well, I'm always... First off, it goes full distance to the screen. Big deal. Yeah, true. Second, it does true. more than one damage per attack. And it goes through enemies. I'm like, this... It does go through enemies. I'm not, none of the other guns have, do all those things. Outside of that, if it was a boss fight, I usually use the Magnum once I had it. Mm. And by the way, I love that we have these names for these guns. Because there are no names for anything in this game. Right. It's just right. We just like, know what we're talking about. And that's that whole schoolyard mentality we were talking about before. 
Right, we're gonna give terms to things, but I think Dan and I were totally on the same page. Yeah, about... like <laughs> this game totally just talks to you. I mean, it speaks to you as if it's in hieroglyphics. It's you, know? well, yes. you guys both chose the blunderbuss. I did not choose the blunderbuss. Oh, it's like oh, the same oh, thing all over again. I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about different. I guess we weren't on the same page. We still talking. I about think guns. we are exactly. On the yeah. Same so page. yeah, it's shotgun. The we were talking about. Well, walk right up to it, and then it's dead. Exactly. Come on. And it's just like, boom. I have to think about done. it anymore. I actually I first fell in love with it when I fought that Crystal Hulk thing. Not uh-huh. the boss. I'm sure there's a boss that's oh. crystals in the area. Yeah. But okay. Well. I mean, yeah. But once I got to that guy, I was like, oh, I know what to do with you. Spoilers, Dan didn't beat it. Oh, uh, yeah. Full disclosure. <laughs> I was going to beat the game before we recorded tonight, but I got You're close, home though. super late. Yeah, I feel like I am. I love this game. Like, I, I actually mm. stayed up late playing it. Mm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat it, and I'm going to report back. You don't, need, you don't need to make excuses. Right after I beat Chrono Trigger. <laughs> yeah, you have many games to beat. Uh-huh. But uh, no, I was the same way because just especially like I almost got to the point where the shotgun was like my main. Oh, and more so than the like, sword? That's what I used. How are it you going to do that? It was like literally the point where it's like, okay, I shoot until I run out of ammo and then I slash things until I get more shotgun shots. Well, okay. Wow. Because literally even like the end boss, you could take out like – an eighth of his health with one blast. Wow. Just, we get close to him. So I got really, the way I played the game was like I got used to being close to enemies, dodging away, slashing, mm. and then once, when you hit so many close range with your shotgun, yeah. it's like Resident Evil, baby. It's just like brain matter. Uh, so let's get into, I think the biggest thing is the way the game is structured and like the lore. I think the best way to phrase it, it's like kind of like, what did we kind of figure out as we're going of the story of this game versus like what did we kind of have to read about afterwards so i'd like to start considering i am the one who did not beat it okay and i i have a, i had a running theory from the first scene of the game that mm. our protagonist is our antagonist he is one and the same with the thing he is fighting and he is fulfilling a destiny which leads to the events that he's trying to prevent you're absolutely wrong Okay. <laughs> well, not, not even close. I like where you're <laughs> no. going, though. I mean, can, I like but you can see why. Though. No, like, I thought so like the crown scenes. that's like on on the that main enemy was like reminiscent of the same like kind of thing he wears on his headdress. Yeah. So I I, yeah. I for a while thought that that was like a what he was seeing was like an embodiment of his sickness. Right. Right. You know? And there is this kind of very like obtuse nature where you're the, the game opens up with just kind of almost like a flash of images. You see these. This world where there's this thing floating above it and there's stuff happening and you're this guy and he's sick and there's some shape with a dog thing. It the is halo, very, the halo very, jackal. The halo, the halo jackal, not a bad term for it. <laughs> it nothing is kind of given to you. It's kind of like that's why like Fez kind of jumped out of me. It's where it's and I think one of the big accomplishments of it is it feels very much this is a world that's very lived in and you're just kind of stepping into yeah. it. When you think about like what a hyper light drifter is, I don't know what that is. Right. But when I think of like a drifter, I think of somebody going from place to place and it almost feels like you kind of drift into this place and trying to figure out what it is. I feel like if I was like 10 years old and this was like one of the few cartridge games I had to play, I could like lose myself in it. Like, in, like Absolutely. you know, just be like, Oh, there's so much to just try and figure out, and like, you know, but yeah, right. it and leaves it, a lot to the imagination. The yeah. game, yeah, tells yeah. you nothing. It gives you all pictures. This dog, and you get a cool sword, and like, why wouldn't I want to play this? I have a, you right. know, a great uh, cape. 
lightsaber. I have a sword. Like that's all I need. And give me a whole and, world. And there are like the downsides of that. Like even like I, when I was texting you guys when I was playing it, I was like, what the heck are these little square mm. things I keep picking up? And they're money for upgrades. Yeah. I had yeah. no idea. So that didn't get past me. I don't know how you. Well, you know what it is? Because I didn't explore <laughs> I didn't go the in the stores first either. It wasn't until oh. I finished the first area that I realized that I could buy stuff. Wait. I finished the first two areas. As avid RPG players. Isn't the first thing you do you when would you get think to a that, town? But it's like I went west first. And then you, after, I got really west, lost. So then I went. Oh, west was your, the first place you visited? I, I went yeah. north first. I'm sure Dave did the same. No, I went east. The game. What? Oh, wow. Okay. Because <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it, like a it 2D game. That. You go from left to right. It's just natural. Go east first. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's reading a book. Hold <laughs> on. Well, no, if you <laughs> went west, east. <laughs> I mean. Well, it has that kind of like you can kind of tackle that any way you want. There are four yeah. areas. Mm-hmm. There's north, south, east, uh, west. I went west first. I got totally lost. Mm-hmm. So then I went east, and mm-hmm. then that was the first area I like found all the things that I mm-hmm. beat the boss. Yeah. And then I went back to the west, and I beat that boss. And then I was I texted you guys. You were like, "It's currency." I'm like, "What?" I can't yeah. believe you got that far without the swat the the well, mega swipe. On that note, oh, it's I not... didn't get that mega swipe until late. Yeah, oh, and I didn't actually groups. even use it that much. I used it like on generic enemies, but I didn't. There are three upgrades you get for your sword. Three upgrades for the you dodge. Can get for your movement. And the roly poly grenade. The roly poly grenade. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I was looking at Dave. I was looking at your achievements, and you had that like nice shot one. I was like, how the heck did he get that? Did he shoot like a pistol from afar or something? But yeah, that's like when you kill people with that roly-poly thing. And then you can upgrade the amount of ammo you get with your weapons. Yeah. But even like the currency you get, there's no explanation. This is currency. Yeah. You go and you spend it. Yeah. I thought I was like unlocking a key eventually. Like, yeah. But then I was like, how come I, I keep getting more of them? I was like. <laughs> yeah. It's just very, and again, like the whole nature of this game is up too. So I can't. You really feel like you're on an alien planet and you don't know anything. Uh, yeah. At first I thought maybe it was also for like, uh upgrading health like maybe when i because it was like all four so so it was like when you, uh, you play zelda and you yeah. get pieces of the heart container and then it fills up and you get a whole heart you know i expected yeah. to get more hp eventually but you don't Nah, but you don't yeah you don't and yeah so that was i mean i guess that's for us we didn't explore the main town yeah, yeah. but like, I think that's the great, like, one of the biggest, like, pluses, I think, in this game, it really was able to maintain this sense of mystery throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing, where you really feel like you are a, a a drifter into this alien world, and you're kind of figuring out the, like, what has happened here, and there's no words, there's no kind of, like, writing about this is what happened. You find these characters who will kind of show you images uh-huh. of what has happened in these different areas, like- so, like... I don't know. Maybe let's go with the end. Like, what did you think was happening in this world? Well, it seemed like there were tyrants in each area that were just slaughtering civilizations in mm-hmm. those areas. Um, the toad being the one I got the most upset with so far. He's killing these bunny people, and then it's when you and then when you get to his uh, lair, they're actually otters. Yeah, from what I read, uh, they see, were otters. But whatever, bunny, they looked like bunny people. I did to not me see too. them as otters. Yeah, I I mean, they they could be bunny people. That actually makes me more upset because otters are my favorite thing. Yeah, Danny Dan my dog. loves sea otters. Oh my god, it's my favorite Pokemon. I'm done. Whatever. There so I know that Toad, which actually you can make the easiest boss in the game. You just dash, make him smash the floor, dash away, mm. dash again. It was actually embarrassing. Anyway, he was like that's the only boss that I didn't have any trouble with. 
Yeah, he was, like, embarrassingly easy. So, um, but, yeah, it seemed like they were, like, maybe agents of a bigger evil going to all these areas. And, mm-hmm. you know, like any other game, right? Like, there's all bosses that work for one big bad, and then they're going to do these horrible things. Couldn't right. really tell. Mm-hmm. But everything was ruins. Everything was murder. Everything was, we're going there to get these gems and open right. up probably the tower that you see in the beginning mm-hmm. in the middle right. of the town right it's pretty right. obvious which actually goes inward and it's actually underground which was like inverted a, tower inverted tower to shoot up like it did in the intro yeah and that was kind of the biggest thing it's like i i understood like there's something that happened to this world and like you find the opening images you see like these are these titan creatures and you do find their corpses yeah. as you go through the different areas so you know they've been defeated yeah but what summoned them why are you there? What is there's this dog figure that kind of follows you out? I don't know. Like I just realized that there was like there's a lot that happened here. I'm coming late to the party. Yeah. I don't know, Dave, like what did you kind of piece together? I mean like I mean I I watched one thing and I don't know if I necessarily agree with the theory, so I'm just gonna go with the things that I found to be like true. Uh, I'm like there definitely was a battle between those Titans and like all those and I'll and we'll say the the survivors, the people who are still there, you know. Yeah. You know they seem to use those cannons that you find everywhere, like right. that are all overgrown and stuff, uh, to defeat mm-hmm. those titans, powered by what whatever, you know. But mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't sure what the role of that jackal dog was. I was like, I'm gonna follow this thing, you know. Right. That was right. like whenever whenever you saw it, I was like, I'm going the right way. I, the one thing that I watched was talking about that thing summoning you and like giving you that sickness and and, like essentially giving you the mission as if like you know accomplishing your task was going to cure you of that illness because your guy is like coughing and sick all the time right spoilers it doesn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah actually going back to the atmosphere that adds a lot to me like the titans you were saying before and the cannons it Mm -hmm. gives you a sense of history that the area had yeah the world had and but that coughing like yeah. it's so yeah. subtle and so kind of cheesy if misplaced, but the way they make your character seem kind of vulnerable and mm-hmm. sick well, really to, makes to the story kind of bring up that point, and I around. think this is actually an interesting point, and I I had no idea of course about this. They're they didn't Dave you you beat it absurdly long credits. Oh, I didn't, I didn't watch through the all the credits this time. You skipped through them. Yeah, did I miss something? They're absurdly long. And I was like, how is it possible that so many people are in this credits? How many people made this game? They really all, everyone in the credits actually didn't make this game. But the guy, it's really. Oh, is it Kickstarter people? It is a Kickstarter. I'm going to feel bad that I don't have his name. Hang on. Hyper. Yeah, you do that. In the meantime, I'll just just talk about the other drifters and stuff. Like, there's the pink guy who helps you, you know, in the beginning. And there are other drifters that you can find throughout the games, or at least you can find their stuff. If you go through the, uh, like, the, we're going to talk about the monolith guy. Like, sometimes you find those monoliths. You said you found a few of those keys, right? Yeah. And then you can find, and then you can get, and and there were, I found the key doors more than I found the keys, which is really frustrating. Because then I was like, I need, like, 20 keys? I found none. I was like, you know. Well, uh, before we get Uh, to that point, because it's a poor point. Okay, so. Alex Preston, mm-hmm. who's the game is made by Heart Machine, but he's kind of like the head creator. Yeah, born with several heart defects. Yeah, oh wow, that's kind of like straggled him through life. Yeah, Heart Machine. There's this character with the sickness yeah. that he's always kind of dealing with. 
Very interesting. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. That's so awesome and heartbreaking yeah, I know. Yeah. for a lack of sounding like a pun. He's, he's like, it's going to kill him one day. Is he still alive? Is he with us? I, it seems to be. Okay, good. Okay. But well, I think that's a nice little kind of thing. It's like a little layer to the game that you really wouldn't know, like... But if you do a little reading about like who this guy yeah. is, yeah. So even it, like it's about if you do interpret the ending as the drifter dying, which you did, then I, I did. did whatever. He, it's almost as like he, he's reminding us that um, survival isn't necessarily the meaning of the mission. Interesting, you know. Well, well said too. Uh, wow. The other drifters were sick. Did you yeah, because because yes. if the jackal is making them sick to make them as a like uh, almost as a way to help to incentive incentive to complete the task. Yeah, and like that was the big thing. It was like I can't, I for a long time I was like maybe the pink guy is the jackal mm. and he changes mm. because whenever you follow the jackal, a lot of times it kind of leads you to yeah. him and he's like tells you he's just like a step ahead of you. To. Yeah, yeah, mm. but but then I think in the south he's in the south he dies. He dies, yeah. so it's like okay, so that's not the jackal. So it's kind of it's very much that kind of idea of destiny. It's yeah. like being led to these points, and that was kind of the big thing when I was going through the areas. Like I, it just felt very like this was a very lived-in world mm. that came in last to what this battle is, and like I, I understood, like I saw the Titans, so I knew they were defeated. You can kind of pick up little things about the different areas. So in the north, um, where the bird people are. Right, so like I wrote down, North birds mm-hmm. taken over by the wizard. Yeah, that there almost seems like there's an occult group. Yeah, that was took over the area, and this is like post in the chaos. And there was like one guy who got away, and he tells you this. Yeah, he got he gets he, away with a few eggs. He's ra- right, raising them to not be in that, he able to get. that cult. Uh, in the east, there's frogs and otters, mm. and the frogs kind of just take over. Yeah, those ninja, ninja frog ninjas. The ninja frogs. Those are a big pain in the a. Oh my. Terrible. Uh, the West, they use like crystals to defeat the oh, Titan, but I then they grew area. everywhere. I, I and I must say, out can't. of all the bosses, he was by far like you know it, it was funny, Dave. You texted me that the the bird, bird wizard. wizard. He was he was fine. Beat him on my first try. Oh really? I beat. That's no ridiculous. The crystal the, the crystal ninja guy. He was. Well, I didn't have too much trouble with him. I had extreme amounts of trouble. Oh, man. With I kind of want you guys to watch me try him. it because I'll probably get there tonight and I want to see how I do. I felt like he was very much like a pattern boy. So you really had to figure out what he was yeah. going to do and then find the opportunities to hit him. Mm. Um, you know what, it, you know what was big for me south. is I had the uh, the reflect the bullets back ah. ability mm. and I used that a lot. I did not. No, I'm saying <laughs> so he has some sort of projectile, the crystal guy. I think so. Mm. Well, I know he had a lot of swipes, and then he moved. Yeah. I mean, like, I learned his pattern very quickly. I had a lot of trouble. I always... I had just kind of gotten the continuous dodge with the bird mm. wizard. And, Which I never was able to successfully and use. I u- and I used it to my detriment sometimes. Like, I got myself into trouble with it a lot. Like, I like dodge a lot. Yeah. Dodges. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's know. actually something I wanted to make sure to say. I love that this game abuses you if you button mash <laughs> at yeah. all. Like, if you decide to try to slam attack, you mm-hmm. kind of attack yeah, half as much as you want to. You. If you try to slam dash, you pretty much stand still. It, it's so good. I love that kind of thing. The, it, it really well, makes you it, play the game better. Which is the distinction between a hack and slash versus yeah. a action like adventure. Action RPG. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that in Bloodborne or Dark Souls. 
You yeah, can you can't. Kind of do it in Zelda, but I'm sorry. Just wanted to make no, sure no, you get that no, in there. No, it makes it's a good point. Well, yeah. so like I I thought like I felt like I I kind of understood things, but it wasn't really to like. I had to beat the whole thing and like see the whole thing, and then I, of course, read and watched things online, yeah. like other people's interpretations, and it kind of started like pulling it together. Like I thought that was such an interesting. When we think about like storytelling, yes, when you have a participation in the story, mm-hmm. it does do something that is very interesting. Like you know, books, movies, they do this. You know, they present you a story. Mm-hmm. Here it is. And there are games that do that too. It's like here's the story. Like right. you know, when you think of like uh, uh like Witcher and like Skyrim and things like that, here's a war of this mm-hmm. world, and there's all these parts of it, and there's things that are interesting, and you have to read about them and understand them. But this is game. This is a game that's very much like it takes like that NES, at least in my opinion, like that NES kind of mentality of like there's this thing and. It creates this thing where you're like kind of finding your way through this story, and because you have an involvement in it, and you can pull things from it, and infer things from it, it's very meaningful. I thought, mm-hmm. and like I thought, I, I like I thought I had a good understanding of what this world is, but it, I also didn't. And then idea of like an unknown, I thought was very very interesting about this game. Yep. Like, um, if you like create like a spectrum, or I'm gonna create a spectrum. So you're like, yeah. <laughs> like. One of my, like, favorite games is Gone Home. I love Gone Home. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great game. And that does the game where it's, like, it has a narrative, but you can only figure out so much of it depending on where you, like, search. Mm. Yeah. So you can get the story if you go through all, the, like, the events that kind of, like, the most obvious things. But if you really go through the nitty-gritty, you can find all these things that are little side notes about it. Like, um, not to spoil Gone Home, but, like, yeah. There's and Dave, we kind of talked about it. Like, there's this whole subplot about the dad in yeah. that game and his re- involvement with an uncle and sexual abuse. Yeah, that there's things this are whole like thing going with on. him and the uncle. There's the affair with the mother, you right? Know, that you can kind of unravel just through and and your your involvement as playing as that girl who's come home. I can't remember her name, but her involvement of just like of of finding these things and finding these notes and putting it all together yourself makes you really feel like that person. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And I thought that, you know, why that game, like, some people totally missed the boat on that game, just, like, from, like, it's been, like, two years since yeah. that game. Some people are like, I don't understand why the game is so special, but if you played it at the time and really didn't know anything going into it and you start unraveling this story like an onion, mm. it's super, super interesting. And it's one thing to be told a story, but it's another to figure out a story. Absolutely. Yeah. And this game, I feel, is, like, even another step further where... There is a very interesting, deep story, but it's not going to present itself to you. So any little tidbit you can figure out, like going back to like the monolith guy, what is that? Like, who is this guy? Okay, here's something that I read just blew my mind. Because you know when you go, you activate that tablet and the guy appears and those characters yeah. show up on the tablet? Right. All those, supposedly all those markings translate to actual letters and that actually does say something says who made this market yeah crazy. like like that's the only way you can learn about the history of the world in in that that the that the creator of the game left it in, so in there all for the you. glyphs that means all the glyphs in the game are translatable to yeah English. oh uh, boy i was yeah. actually gonna bring that up because whenever you well not that but something close to it whenever you activate a monolith all of the characters are different and I yeah. was trying to figure out what I was like. Oh, this monolith is full. 
This one's and that half. was one of the that was the one of the big things about Fez because Fez had a lot of those yeah. things. Oh and man! With Fez, like I remember, it was like they're really translated to directionals on the D pad, right? And if you stood in front of a monolith and hit those directions on the D pad, it would open up doors uh-huh. for you. Yeah. And that was one of those things I kept feeling like there's a lot of going on here, mm-hmm. but I don't understand it. And it was just, especially like today with the internet and things like we. Like, we understand games as, like, a box, and we can un- unravel them. But this game did a great job. It was obtuse. Like, there were parts that I thought were very frustrating. Like, the map. Like, I can upgrade I, things. Yeah, that yeah. was very <laughs> You know what was, uh, what I still don't really understand? Is, like, I feel like I understand the surface world. Guys. Yes. But everything underground doesn't make like much sense to me at all i mean yeah, i know like, they're like growing stuff place? and growing enemies and stuff like that but it yeah. just like i just don't understand like when you come to that one part and there's just those two giant eyes in the south yeah. that dan and hasn't gotten there, to yet and you don't know what to like, do with them what, when, kept why are these eyes? they're watching i don't yeah. i don't understand what is this and, is this remnants yeah. of a titan what is this yeah i thought the exact we, same we thing we kept his I, eyes yeah we take them <laughs> But I think this is one of the interesting things and why, like, I especially think, like, people who – this is going to sound weird. But, like, people who are, like, older who are, or who don't play video games regularly, when they think of video games, they think of, like, Call of Duty. It's like, this is fun. This is enjoyable. It's, like, a, a fun activity. And there, these are – like, this whole game – and I, I absolutely love this game. And this is okay. one of those games that really kind of remind me of – and those, this is the kind of section of the the medium that people it's hard to really explain to people like why this this genre hooks people like us is because there is something about experiencing a story where you can really transpose yourself in a different scenario and look at clues and feel things that are not relevant to your life but envelop a, a sense of empathy and understanding and wonder that you can't really get in other ways unless you have a participation in right. it. Right. There's a, I, I haven't played it, but a couple of games are coming to mind. That Dragon mm-hmm. Cancer is probably at the top of the list. I can't even go. Well, you know, it's actually, like, just, I talked about that, but we never really we recorded about it. We never really it. did. So we can yeah. maybe touch on it now if you want. Oh, no. I don't cry. Marcy, oh cry right now. Yeah. The point is, it's a very crazy situation. I don't want to even get into it. It's so crazy. Mm. I feel strange talking about things like that. But it, but video games do have a uh, that, that where they you are in the shoes of a character. And I always find it less interesting to be told a story unless it's a good a well-told story. Which there are really good stories, and there's places for that. Definitely. Absolutely, and and you know, there's some games that could be arguably too cinematic, like, like Uncharted, God of War. Oh, uh, pause yourself. It's very gonna... t- well. Listen, it's a very cinematic experience. You know that, but it definitely doesn't make you think about it that hard. You know, like, uh, Undertale good... and this Undertale's game. Different. Like, there's really levels to it that you might not ever get, and that's I think where that's, fair. that's what I'm really into. Like, there's levels of it that are hidden on purpose because when you realize what you find it's not it's oh wow like, that's a crazy twist it's like whoa how did i miss that the whole time mm-hmm. and you learn it dave mm. what are you gonna say i was like it's almost as if like you're trying to describe the difference between like a, a story that's told in like first person and and third person except in this your avatar is seen but it's almost a very first person experience you know what i mean right. like because you don't know anything about this guy who yeah you, know, you don't know the background you just it's that that's 
typical silent protagonist that you're able to like imprint yourself onto. Right. Right. You know, and you want to be that good. You want to be that good. You want to be the, the yeah. brave hero. You want to be the brave villain in some cases. And not to say, like, there's anything wrong with, like, going back to, like, Uncharted, like, Nathan Drake is very much a character, his relationship with Elena, Mm. his role in the world. Right. Like... But he's a defined character. Yeah. And he's he's also in every every person. Like, he is a person with a job who wants to go on an adventure, but he doesn't. And that's why you want to be him, because he's doing what you kind of fantasize about. Yeah, and then it kind of even shows, like, the pitfalls of, like, the kind of lifestyle that he has when you really think about it, like, real terms. Mm -hmm. But actually, you know, it's actually funny. This Like, I didn't even, like, put the pieces together, but suddenly I just started thinking about Journey. Mm. And that kind of nameless avatar that you see, but you kind of impose yourself on it. Like, it's just a very – they're just – and I think a lot of mainstream media and a lot of people who don't play video games on the regular – miss is that video and hyper light drifter is to kind of start wrapping it up and i I absolutely adored this game it was one of those games that i really really liked Mm. and then once the credits rolled and i turned it off and i walked away from it and i just thought about it it's one of those games that turns into like i liked it and then it turned into i loved it see that's interesting because i've been wondering like because i just finished it today i was like Uh am i going to uh like, is this game going to stick with me, or is this just become a footnote, like, as I play other games? Like, oh, that's kind of like this neat thing that Hyper Light Drifter did. Well, you I know? think in terms of, like, the mechanics of it, it's something really regular, but I, I appreciate it, and I think this is one of the things, mm. like, you know, we get games like, you know, like Mighty Number no. 9 that were kickstarted and disappointed. Mm. There's like, a Star Citizen that has, like, $100 million, I don't even know what it's up to now, like, earned. Something ridiculous. They, they're not even out yet. There are all those games that, like, I understand it's like, okay, this is disappointing, but this was a Kickstarter game, and it makes me put in the same character of the games like Undertale, mm-hmm. where as game enthusiasts, we see the power of the genre, and we're giving money to the people who also kind of see it that way, and they're not burdened by publisher and things like that. And this is an experience where I feel like it really, really does a great job at showing what this can do, because it's one of those things, like, I don't... I feel like I stepped into something that I don't really understand, but I kind of get, I'm starting to put the pieces together, but I'm not going to really know for sure if the way I'm putting it together is the right way, but it's what feels right to me. It's discovery. And I think there's a big value and not to say you can't do story otherwise, but there is something to, I'm going to put on my teacher hat for two seconds that a big movement in the last couple of years is like this idea of like a maker space where you're putting students in a, a situation where they are presented with a challenge or items or things that they're not given direction with what to do. They just need to kind of figure it out. And there's so much research and anecdotal evidence to show that it's such an amazing experience where kids are allowed. They're not worried about failing. Like in this game, if you die, you kind of get stuck to this, the early part what you can gather from putting things together on your own and figuring things out is so much more meaningful than possibly being kind of just led through things. And that's kind of one of the big things to kind of put my final stamp on it. Like the gameplay was solid. The, you know, like the mechanics of her are solid, but this world is something that I think from reading other people's interpretation, from comparing it to my interpretation, I think I understand, but there's, it's been able to create this air of mystery that I think is 
very, very interesting, very, very valuable. And I don't know if we would have this kind of opportunity 15, 20 years ago. Like this is very much a kind of a modern day, we're really exploring what the genre can do. And I think this is one of those games like a Gone Home, like a Braid, where this is showing this is what storytelling can mean in video games. And I think it did a great job at it. Yep. I agree. With uh, everything you just said. I don't feel as strongly about it, but I can see some of that. You know? Boom. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like I, I I don't I honestly don't think I'm that in love with it. Like it's like, like I I don't even know what the hell that thing is that's floating behind you. Yeah, and there's so that question. It's like, what is that? It's my little, it's my little droid. Has, my little droid has one. Yeah, it's your R two D two C three PO Navi. Yeah. For some reason, it reminded me of like a pencil. Well, depending on which skin you give it, it changes. Uh, yeah, it's very true. Did you did you unlock? Did you unlock numerous skins, Dan? I unlocked one. No, I just cloak. One. I got the orange yeah, one. But you and, and I it. only have the pink eyes one. Dan yeah. has somebody else's. How'd you get somebody else's? I he got through one of those the doors. The reason I didn't beat this game yet is because I've been exploring every area like crazy. Because you seem like it. I don't mm. want this game to end. I, partially mm. because of what you're saying. I also love that the story is wordless because mm. I don't have to listen to anybody yammer on about the missing Triforce. Mega Man, Mega Man. Oh, no. Shut up. Things are going to explode. <laughs> Look at... No, everyone's like, all right, listen, I don't know what's going on, but... You go north. the hive. Oh wait, yeah. that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. the flood. Um, the flood. They're moving. Yeah. So anyway, I love that about it. So I'm like, yeah, I'll explore the heck out of this. This is mm-hmm. awesome. The world's gorgeous. Why not? So I've been taking my time. I found some keys. Uh, I've been finding upgrades like crazy. Mm-hmm. So I'll beat it, but I'll be very well prepared. I have a different color sword too. So I have. Yeah. Well, I, you find my mind uh, just exploded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you so you get different color swords. You get different color. Uh, you know, cloaks, the, and you get the, different the color droid, body the droids. cloak, the and the uh, and the sword, and yeah. each color gives you a different hidden ability. I did not know that. So you should I look up what the, what your stuff does. Okay, I will do and that. And you only too. you only need to equip one to get the benefit. You find them all at the same time, right? You find the orange set, yeah. and you get everything for it. Exactly, so, but you yeah. only need to have one orange thing equipped to have the orange. That's ability. cool. Because I kept the cape on because the blue sword contrasts the cape very nicely. Yeah. I didn't so. switch off the... When I got the pink guy sword, I didn't switch to the pink sword because I felt like the blue the whole time was representing <laughs> like the good and yeah. the red was always the bad. So I didn't yeah. want to have like a bad sword because I'm, okay. I'm, I'm dopey like that. Yeah, so... I mean, that's the kind of storytelling I'm taking away from it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I agree. Like, the wordless the yeah. storytelling, just making you play, it's awesome. But also, like, I'm making a story out of this that's mine. And mm-hmm. that's my favorite thing about video game storytelling. I don't know if I have yeah. as much to say. I think it kind of does it. But, like, no, I think it's no, a good that's, that's yeah. fine. That's I bring perfect. myself there with Uncharted. I bring myself there with any game I play. I always, like, what's my difference going to be when I tell somebody I told I played this? What's the thing I did? What's Dan's that, version of this game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's my story? So I think What's the game's the, the less narration, the more chance you have for that. But it's you might good. think of life in the same way. What's what's your story? Make as it Steve Jobs or somebody said, "What would be your verse?" or something like that. I don't know. No, that's Walt Whitman. Oh, <laughs> life is a giant. The guy, what the guy from like Breaking Bad? Oh, I'm trying to sound like I don't know who people are. I was just joking. Oh, uh, you're killing me. Anyway, All right. yeah. Hi- Hyper Light Drifter, thumbs up. I also give it a huge thumbs up. It's all right. Yeah, <laughs> Dave doesn't. Dave doesn't not give it a thumbs up, but he refuses to hold it up for long. Yeah, I, I, I feel like uh, 
having played it for for game club and kind of feeling like it kind of moves at a faster rate than I would have on my own um, mm. may have hurt it a little bit because I think I would have explored more and maybe found more. Like once I realized I was missing keys, I kind of wanted to go back, but I was like, yeah. no, I want to finish this. Do you think you you'll know? go back now that the you're off the hook, quote unquote? No, and you're you know now you're done. Wait, last point before we even like as we kind of depart from the game at the they're in the beginning and the end he is in this campfire scene where yes. there's this statue thing kind of looks like a dinosaur machine just gonna say it like the little bit. icon that we well, have one could argue that we are him or her maybe we are him drifter, the hyperlight drifter <laughs> alright last segment of the night as we kind of move on uh trivial tismaker Scoreboard is now <laughs> as it stands. I like how we've evolved, evolved to just that. Well, just, it's just it's, you gotta taste. We used to make taste, jokes. You know? Now it's just us licking our lips. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on, score, please. Well, we used to have like a, a theme song. No, <laughs> no, we had one theme song one time, and it worked uh, out. Or... It was like trivial taste maker, and the day was like taste popular. maker, go <laughs> taste <laughs> maker. <laughs> Let's make the taste. Go. Yeah, yeah that's that was like the slogan. Um, anyway, scoreboard: Mark Magro, Uno, uh, Dave Grimma, Dos. That's two for the non-Spanish speaking audience. Mm-hmm. Dan Clona, Uno. That's one for the people who wanted to give me more points. So, interesting timeline. Dave, it is your floor. Mm. What are we asking trivia about tonight? Okay. This is uh, about a game, which was the first game that we all played together. No, <laughs> Borderlands. <laughs> wait, wait, first we played together. Yeah, it's Borderlands. Borderlands. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. man, so this is a more, deep cut. Yeah, deep cut. So I'm going to be asking you these questions. Oh, you guys can buzz in. Do you want to choose your buzz sound? What you I'll thinking? let you go first, Dan. No, oh well. All right, I'm gonna go bleep bloop. You, bleep? Together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. Bleep bloop together. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, <laughs> Vroom? Wait, okay. so like like, like a light sword being sword. oh vroom. not okay. Uh, no, okay. it's like so. Considering I'm gonna get you off the hook a little. All right, we're gonna be talking more about Borderlands Two. Okay, okay. okay. I'm going to be. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna be discussing the gun manufacturers. Okay, oh. I'm going to describe to you guys the uh, statistics, which. Which is like the kind of what makes this gun made by this manufacturer. Got it. This, this is not going to be a good. Situation. All right, it's going to be I a can great think of situation. Like two. <laughs> so I'm going to this. This is like a, re- love a reverse definition. I'm going uh-huh. to tell you, you know, the statistics about this gun, and you're going to tell me who makes it. Can I make a okay. request? What? Can you ask us to answer in question form, please? Wait, like no, Jeopardy? Absolutely not. Like no, Jeopardy? No, 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 no. no. You don't need to add a loop. To All right. This. I, Can I ask a, a further request? Yeah, sure. Could we have a listing of the names? No, of different absolutely companies? not. Damn it! Yeah, that's <laughs> not. You can't just multiple choice Th- that. This anymore. is fill in the blank. Yeah. All right. Never be a teacher. You'd be the worst. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> not you. You're good. He's he's the meanie. <laughs> My children love that. Right. Okay. Go right. on. So. Uh, all right, let's 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 start easy, okay? Uh-huh. These guys, they only make guns with high damage and no whoop, elemental. Whoop, 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 yes, whoop. Mark. Jacobs. Yes. 
Right. I mean, for well, the record, what? Mark said whoop, whoop, whoop. Not yeah, which is... Yeah. Why do you need it multiply? Right, let the record sure state... Let's continue with the questions. Yeah. Let the record state you're wearing a white shirt. <laughs> and nothing else. Oh. Dan, Dan is under, under all these clothes. I am naked. Dan is absolutely correct that Mark did not actually use his sound that he <laughs> no, chose. No, mean. no, Marcus. But he still gets you're the being, point. You're being mean. Okay, okay. strike to the record, sir. These guys make guns that are always explosive rounds. Bleep, bloop. Oh, I could picture the bleep, bloop. Yeah, it's, yes, it's Dan. The, um, Oh god! Oh like no! Like blow someone's head off with a. I know it. It's like a checkerboard. Yeah, I, it's, it's like, like a red. And, no, it's, it's black not... and yellow. Oh my! I'm an idiot because I was like, yeah. You I know used to it. love their weapons. I know them, and because uh, they explode everything. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the only way I know how to talk to enemies in video games. Oh man! Ah, uh, uh, all right, gotta. It's it's gonna. I'm gonna help, hit myself. Mark, you want to take a shot at it before? No, I have no idea. It's a, I could only think of two, two companies, and Jacobs is one of them. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Um. Dips all right, that's it. You guys missed it. Yeah, it was okay. over. It was Tor- it was Torg. Oh, Torg. it is Torg. Because oh, there's okay. a guy. There's actually a guy in a Borderlands in Borderlands Two. Possibly. Mm-hmm. You meet him anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. these guys. They Torg. only they make guns. They always have the most high elemental damage. It's like a wizard sounding. I actually know the name of one of the guns before I know the name of the gun company. How annoying is that? <sighs> uh, what is the name of that company? They do elementals. What, what, are, I can't think of, what do their guns look like? I'm just curious if you guys can remember that, but you can't. They wear a hat? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Like, uh, They're the kind of guns you want to introduce to your mother. By the way, Dan was right about the Torg guns. They always have the black and white checkerboard, and they usually have like a red racing stripe. Is it black and white? It's usually yeah. like gray, and then there's and then it has some red tints or something. I thought it was like yellow and black. Anyway, I don't. There know might be some yellow on them sometimes. Weapons. Wait, oh, I've had it in my mind for. Do for some serious time. damage with the. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to do my best Marcus impression, but I don't remember his lines exactly. <laughs> maybe well, I should. Maybe I should um, pull them up. <laughs> that's why I think if we had a list of the names, no, that's, no, that's too easy. That's too easy. I guess so. Because I know one of the names, and the other ones are just Destiny gun companies because I've erased the Borderlands knowledge with the Destiny knowledge. They're very similar. Whoops. Oh, phones are going. Sorry, <laughs> that's my go. That's my put the I, game I, to I, pause. I'm not going to be able to think of it. Uh. Isn't it time you take your weapons to the next level? Sure, old-fashioned slight throwers have served you well in the past, but so did bologna sandwiches. <laughs> Wait, what is the name of the gun? It's Molly Wan. Oh, Molly Wan! Stupid, stupid. Okay. Man. Mark, I think you and I know You know what? The same you, guys aren't, you guys aren't really uh, filling me with much hope that you guys are going to be able to answer anymore. But I, I, I know I, one other please, company. Please, please. It's going to be a race. Uh, these the guys beeper. make guns so cheap that you throw them away. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Dan. Hyperion. No. That is incorrect. No. That's not what they're known for. But that's the only other company well, I, I know. I said the answer. I know Wait. what you do with them. Can I go? Can I tell you what Hyperion does? Is they're known for? Yeah, what are their guns known for? High ammo? 
That's incorrect as well. God. Wow, Mark, I gotta tell you, we did not retain any of that game. I still got Jacobs. <laughs> you, definitely, you definitely so got the, the, the answer. The answer is Tedior. Tedior ah! are so totally cheap that you actually throw them away at, instead of reloading, and a new one right. appears in your hand. And That's in some and cases, they explode. They always explode, and they do as much damage as they do damage based off of how much ammo you left in it when you hit reload. You, you love uh, those guns, Steve. Those right. are yeah, he's, he's, he's used them more as grenades than guns. <laughs> Take one <laughs> shot and throw them. Next question, Hyperion. No, well, that's it. Well, Hyperion? Okay. Yeah, I don't even know if going to ask a Hyperion question now. It's the only company left. No, there are a few more companies. I don't remember any of their names. Okay. Well, that's bad. <laughs> this is going so badly. We need For... one more question that's not related to gun companies. <clears throat> characters. <laughs> <laughs> Dave just made the I'm not going to do that grunting Yeah, noise. yep, yep, yep. I know all of Dave's can you, uh, Well, let's see, let's see. Do you guys want to take a stab at who can... Who? Can, why don't you guys go, go back and forth and see who can name more of the remaining gun manufacturers since you can't, you can't seem to think of them I correctly. I can't remember any. So besides, <laughs> besides Hyperion, which is off the table because you guys already mentioned it, you guys now cannot you- name any more. So we've already gone through Torg, Jacobs, Hyperion, TD, or Malawan, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I, I know there's probably I, a sniper I, one. No, because no. a lot of times I remember Jacobs was my sniper rifle. Shotguns did the most and sniper rifles. That's what they made, shotguns and sniper rifles. Because they had the most damage. Yeah, because uh, me and you also narrowed down our gun choices very much. You and I are boring. Mm-hmm. Dave kept track of this stuff with he spreadsheets. Did keep track of it with spreadsheets. It's like his Mario Kart configuration. (laughs) I love that he has that. Sometimes he doesn't know. Anticlimactic tastemaker for me and Mark. I think we need one Borderlands 2 question that's not related to gun manufacturers. Okay. Alright, alright. What's in the vault? Let's go back to the original um, Borderlands. And can you name the original four playable characters? Oh... Um, Who are you asking? Um, why don't you go? We'll go you can go back and forth, or you can buzz in and tell me all four if you know all four. I can picture all of them. Yes, picturing them is not their names. Um, <laughs> soldier. There is the soldier guy. I mean, that, that is, is that is their role. His name. You can change his name. To the be ninja fair. is zero. That is from Borderlands nope. Two. That is not even yeah, the game that I'm talking game, about. Mark. Oh, is he not? Oh, because no. he's different. Mordecai. Mordecai is the That same. is the hunter. Mordecai the hunter. All right, we're going to just go timeline, Dan. Whoever just gets it first. Lilith? I have one. Lilith is the siren. That's Dan. Damn. Brick? Brick is the berserker. That's Mark. And then... There's only one more character from the original four. Uh... He's African-American? Yes, that's not his name. Yeah. You're just describing how he looks. He's dark. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. That's one way to say it, I guess. <laughs> um, to <coughs> so I start coughing. Marcus. Uh, what is his name? No, Marcus is the dude who. Marcus the guy. I, yeah. I love that guy. He has Russian accent. Very strong gun. <coughs> but for the record, if oh, Dan can't get it, I win. Yeah. <laughs> but then what if we tie? Then what? Well, you gotta get him. Then I'll give you a, a tiebreaker question. 
You have five seconds. This is it. I That's it. This guy's name. Yeah. Roland, Roland is? is his name. You said Roman? Roland. Roland. Uh, yeah, That's it is. That's it. Roland is the soldier, and so co- so the, the, Mark the yes, Roland. Mark, you've 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 won. You've I guess won victory. <laughs> you see the fist pump that I'm doing right you now. You lost slightly worse you, than you, I lost. You won by remembering one name. That's all I needed. <laughs> Correctly, <really? laughs> Lilith. I feel like an idiot. Know? I love Borderlands too. Mm-hmm. Borderlands is a great game. Looking forward to Borderlands so, Three. Can we all commit. Hi- We're gonna all play together. Sure. Wait. Hyperion. There's some other company names. Hyperion are known because their guns become more accurate as you fire them. Oh. Uh, okay. Wait, they're making a Borderlands three. Yeah, that will. Dan Mark is just speaking like I'm calling uh, it. Did you hear that, Gearbox? As a foreseer of the, we know. know you're listening, Gearbox. So get on it. Yeah. What, what are they going to do? Tell, tell us your too? real date, re- release date. Uh, uh, Doll is another company. Doll. Oh, the hits, the hits. Vladoff is another one. I the used Vlad-off. to. Like, I used to be a big fan of the Vladoff guns. Oh man, um, what is that high ammo? No. What's high ammo? Bandit. Had, Bandit. Bandit had high oh. ammo, and they I were. And then I was going to ask you as a bonus question, but there's no way you would have known. Remember this? Watch, watch me get there. There was a different company that had a large magazine, um, in the first game. And they, like, Bandit inherited that trait. What was the name of the company in the first uh, game yeah, uh, that had large magazines? Pookies. They were S&S Munitions. Yeah, oh. it was yeah you weren't going to get that. <laughs> and the other, the other, and there's one other um, gun company as, that existed in the first game that doesn't exist in the second game. The alien guns? Not, and, and excluding the, the alien guns. Those did also exist. But, um... Uh, it was um, PewDiePie. It was Atlas. Yes. It's like you want to hold Atlas. the power of the gods in your hands. Fire an Atlas. Yeah, <laughs> Atlas was actually. I think they used one Atlas gun, and it was like a quest gun. Uh, Dan, you remember? I the think there were a few Atlas guns in the first about? game, but they they were all they were high stats everywhere, like across the board. Yeah. So it was kind of like a always choose Atlas a situation. Legendary gun. Yeah. Kind of Wait, thing. I asked Dan a question. Does he know the planet? The planet that you're on. Yeah. No. Pandora. I'm really upset. I think I, I remember. I am right the Borderlands champion. Let's just admit it. You're the right. Borderlands like. That's it, Mark. To... You you're you are at two. So with I, with no chance getting... of outright winning, but well, if Dan wins next week and we're all at two, we'll have to have a tiebreaker in mind. We have and to have somebody who isn't one of us. tiebreaker? Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out something that'll be a fair tiebreaker. <laughs> yeah, let me not say it on a recording, and then we we'll do something we'll else. Alright, so for next week, or next time we record, <laughs> uh, we we don't even need to use the big... The, the season season 2 finale. Yeah. Season 2 finale. The game is... Emily is away. Emily is away! What Emily is away! I picked this game because it's ba- it's a free to play game on Steam. Good. Uh, I heard from it from Tim Geddes from Kind of Funny. Good. And it's basically an entire. It's I I don't know that much about it. I try to stay away from it. It's basically like a choose your own adventure, but it's all done through an interface that looks like AIM Messenger. Oh, means they were going to be great at this game. 
Yeah, so it's like it is very much a callback to when we were in middle school, high school, and that's how people talked. You mean today? And, Go on. <laughs> and I think it's going to – or today. <laughs> that's not Slack. And it's going to – I think people send interesting things about it. And I think it's going to be – I don't know if it's going to be good, but I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. All right, All right, that was Mark. That was a really riveting description of Emily's away. I I can't wait to type. To Sometimes see. I feel like you're being mean. And I'm <laughs> oh no, Mark! I'm being very honest and straightforward <laughs> with you right now. All right. Well, this was episode 11. If you enjoyed this podcast, we would love any subscribes, any feedback, anything. Uh, tweet us at dinosaur underscore or dino underscore machines dot com or Twitter, whatever <laughs> the hell that works. <laughs> The Twitter handle is dino underscore machines. Thank you, Dan. Good job. I know I'm at MacroCrag. <laughs> and I'm at Deno Mac with a K at the end. I know it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. And Dave is... I'm at, I'm at zombie underscore pirate. Yes. And this was uh, the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast. Yeah. Have a pleasant I'm... evening. I'm so let down that you guys can't remember the gun manufacturers. <laughs> I think you give us more credit for how smart yeah. we are. Than we, we were too busy I just think you guys pay butt. more attention. Yeah, I'm the reading butt. the stats on the guns while you guys shoot over me. Like, <laughs> are you I'm like, reading, hold like... on. I think anyway, this one has night, slightly better night. accuracy. It's going to help in our DPS. Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>